0: Without it,
1: I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make me mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. <laughs>
0: You
1: want to get nuts?
0: Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier place for all things Batman. He is vengeance. He is the night. I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi. We're here at episode twenty-three.
1: Twenty-three. Wow. That that Batman feels time. bigger than it <laughs> ought to be.
0: Well, here's the thing is this podcast is weekly, and I don't have a ton of weekly ones. It really creeps up on you.
1: Yeah, it does. Um you spent any time with Batman this week?
0: I did. Um so I caught up on the uh Harley Quinn tie in comic. Um, oh, neat. I don't think it's done. It feels like it's about done, maybe. I don't know. Who can say? I guess I don't know if it's ongoing or not. I didn't look at it. I just read what's on the DC app. Um, And I read up through, I think, issue five, maybe six. I That comic is very frustrating to me. And that I just <laughs> want, I just, it's stuck in this place where, like, it's a tie-in comic to a television show whose third season's coming but not written yet. So they can't do anything, right? Yeah. Uh, but they don't mean they, what I would like that to be, and I understand that this is like maybe like n- not the right thing to ask for in terms of a writer or whatever, is I just want harley and ivy to go on adventures and like be in love and that's it you just like just make it like schmaltzy like Mm -hmm. like romp through the world of dc a new thing every week and that's fine like every month or whatever the issues come out on Mm -hmm. and that's it it doesn't need to be anything you can reset to exactly they're on the road driving away at set up for season wherever season three is going to begin whenever and ignore it none of it mattered because it was just whatever um but instead they take the track where they like we're going to we're going to develop out the characters but not in a way that's going to matter cuz it can't matter cuz what if the showrunners don't use this stuff but it's like right. about like Ivy's insecurities about like who she is as a person she's always a person who runs away is her fling with our harley also still running away just in a new way even if harley thinks that it's like exciting because harley thinks that she's getting her happily ever after and ivy's like maybe i'm just like not lying to her and like using her to run away from more things in my life um she started seeing the the harleen quinzel like psychologist figure which i like that bit i think that's pretty good um that's in the, co- that's in the show, right? That's that not is, just a comic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, that's neat. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just like a weird, there's a bit where Nightwing sh- Batman calls in Nightwing to get, like, Harley and Ivy think it's for, to bring them in. And they're like, we didn't do anything this time, but he's there to actually stop Jim Gordon because this version of Gordon's of, Maniac. <laughs> um, hate that guy. Um and Nightwing's like, no, 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 you can go. Um and they say something nice about his ass and he's like, Yeah, of course you should. I- I'm Nightwing, you know, I have a nice ass. And they run away, and that's great. <laughs> I love it. Like the Nightwing's introduced like in a like in his home gym, just doing a bunch of gym shit in like boxers, and then when he goes to get his Nightwing suit on, he has to like pull his tights over his enormous ass. Like that this is the Nightwing we're doing. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I uh, I took a picture of it. Did you not see this when I posted it on uh, Twitter?
1: I might not have. I don't. This is <laughs> this is new to me. I'm gonna see if I can find
0: this. I uh, let me, I'll find it because I I post a fucking lot of images. The problem. Here we mm. go. I found it. Um, copy image, and then uh boom. Uh he also has Grayson like on his like the, the band of his boxers, like he got these custom made.
1: <laughs> this fucking asshole. I love him. <laughs> I love him too. <sighs> this is a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's so much. <laughs> I love that the cheesecakeification of decorations just continued on. Everyone seems to just be chill with it. Yeah, it had to be someone. It might as well be him. He's the best guy for it.
1: Yeah, he's just objectively hotter than anybody in comics. So
0: yeah, like as a, as a character trait, like literally
1: his yeah. <laughs> character trait. <sighs> I love him. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, but
0: that's it. I finished. I finished uh, Zero Year. Mm-hmm. Um. Which ended I like I I had one more issue when we recorded the last episode. And so I went and finished that up. And that ended okay. Um there's like a whole bit where like it's all about, because the whole thing's kind of like about Alfred being like, you shouldn't be Batman. Being Batman seems like he sucks. You should, like, do other things. And he's like, no, I have to be Batman. I'm never going to stop. And I just think that, like, they could have pushed this somewhere a little different at the end of the status quo. But because it's a fucking prequel book to New 52 right. Batman, they didn't have time to do any of that. Um, there's no There's no relationship to develop because it has to return to, like, immediately back to the present with whatever Batman's doing now, Joker's. Wearing his face that he cut off, or whatever stupid shit's happening in the Snyder books at that point, I don't remember. I'll get to them, I'm sure. But now I don't know where I go next because now that the arc's done, I guess I should go back to Final Crisis. Man, fuck Final Crisis.
1: You don't want to do that. You don't.
0: I do should that. just go. I should just skip ahead to the Batman and Robin thing about Dick Bats and uh, yeah. Damian. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I feel like if I get back to the Morrison stuff, I'm just gonna skip ahead to Batman and Robin because I I can't deal with the rest of R.I.P. <laughs> yeah um i have not read any batman stuff i've been playing parasite eve which is kind of like if square enix made batman a little bit the no no i mean the new york just reminds me of gotham that's the only i
0: i feel like parasite eve is like what if square enix made like constantine
1: mm, it's closer to that yeah that's I mean, true. He's not,
0: like, Ava uh, Bray is not using magic, but, like, if she was, if she could put down, like, a summoning circle, it would just be a Constantine game.
1: <laughs> I, you know what? You're right about that part. Um, I just It's really good. The, the fucking PS1 model of uh, Manhattan is just really good.
0: <laughs> yes. That's no, that game thing. is great um because it has all the things i like about it so i have a horror game but because it's an rpg it's not particularly like tense in the same way yeah uh, you just get all of the cool shit and like very few of the like drawbacks of not being one of those um I, <laughs> and it's just really neat
1: i asked nora in like the first area i'm like is this like a like how much ammo management do i need to be worried about do i need to like you know save up my ammo and she's like i'm not really sure i don't remember and then like in the second area i've got like 300 bullets i'm like i'm probably fine <laughs>
0: you're mostly fine i found the end of the game kind of like gets kind of tricky on that front but okay. um by that point like if you're like i don't want to deal with this final boss just watch the end on youtube it's not that big a deal yeah. that's what <laughs> i think that's what yeah. i ended up doing when i played the game i was like do yeah. I want to fight the boss's second form no fuck this i'm gonna watch it
1: The Save RPG stuff, the rpg stuff seems kind of cool but like it's not really what I'm here for, you know? It's, like,
0: it's like kind of half-baked. It's, like, an interesting idea, but I feel like they were, like, well, we want this to be a game that, like, normal people can play, so we can't, like, go all in. And that's good, because if they went all in, it'd be, like, impossible to play. But um, it is, it's, like, interesting, but, like, definitely feels like it could be fleshed out a lot. Also, it's a PlayStation 1 game, so it just feels really limited by, like, the hardware in terms of, like, the yeah. way the combat flows.
1: Yeah, I was looking at a... Um... I, I opened up a guide just to be like, is this gun any good? And apparently there's, according to all the guide writers, there's like just objectively the best gun for each dungeon you go to and the best armor for each dungeon you go to. Yeah. um, There's just like a way to play that game right. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to play it how I play it. And maybe I get stuck at the end. Who cares? Yeah.
0: You know the <laughs> thing about the bonus dungeon that game, right? No, I don't. Oh the bonus dungeon, I didn't do it cuz I was just playing casually is like the entire Chrysler building, all 100 floors of it.
1: Oh Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Which is really cool. It was like an idea.
1: I saw I saw something like, "Oh, if you want to farm this item, you can go to like floor 3 of the Chrysler building." I'm like, "Okay." Um but I didn't realize that they put the whole damn thing in there. Yes. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um Oh, Neve got a copy of The Rebels of the Neon God just now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking at Twitter I- while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got today we're just going to talk about movies a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. this is your ornate stairwells Green's crossover. I got a box copy of Herschel Gordon Lewis's Feast. A box set of, like, 14 of his movies, because um, it was Ooh. cheap on Arrow for their holiday sale. I've never seen any of them. Uh It'd come up when we talked about Peeping Tom, Destiny was like, oh, after this, like, you know, they are worried about color getting in the wrong hands, and then everyone would make a bunch of schlocky bullshit. And that's what happened. Like, uh, Blood Feast came out and changed what schlock looked like in terms of, like you know, lurid gore on, on a screen in color. Um, and I just never seen any of them. And so it was like 14 movies for 40 bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll buy this. Uh, Hell yeah! I don't know if I'll like them or not. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to get a little outside your comfort zone just just uh, blind buy a thing.
1: Yeah. I feel like if uh, her copy of Rebels of the Neon God showed up, then mine's probably either like here or about to be here. Because <laughs> yeah. we ordered it at the same time. <laughs> Sick. Um, there was... There was something I just saw on Arrow that I was like, oh, damn, I kind of want that. Now I absolutely cannot remember what it was.
0: Um, I'm just going to be the kind of person who buys movies again. That's where I'm at in my life, I guess.
1: That's the, like, that's what that, I want uh, that, to
0: be. That, re- that release of um Drink Tea With Me that there was everyone's tweeting about today. I'm like, man, I should I might order that when we're done with this podcast, I'll be I, honest. I, I,
1: might, I might order it, too.
0: Um, Come drink with me? That's what it's called. I've never yeah. seen it, so I've always wanted to
1: um yeah i really liked goodbye dragon Inn, and everybody's like oh that's not even his best movie so i'm like okay i guess well i have to watch you know
0: and i want i want that i want that special edition with the movie poster cover because it's sick so fucking fucking sick
1: sick. (laughs) yeah
0: so i might do that
1: yeah i've got like a couple like adult purchases i need to make um like Boo! Just some furniture stuff and some like... Boo!
0: No one likes that.
1: Moderately adult purchase, like I'm going to buy a fancy new TV and then one, oh. you know, probably comes February. That just makes
0: the movies better,
1: yeah. getting a fancy TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, probably by February I'll have like the stuff that we actually need and I can just like, you know, fall into a hole of like buying a bunch of like stupid fucking slasher movies from arrow and whatever (laughs) yeah i was like oh 4k robocop i might get 4k robocop i have 4k robocop on my hard drive right now but what i want is i want 4k uh robocop and a disc so i can look at
0: it with a poster and a bunch of special features the thing about robocop of of most of the 80s movies that are like nerd bait it's the one that's just fucking sick it's so good
1: (laughs) i so i don't know if i told you this story um uh maybe a week or two ago i started watching it and it was like my second movie of the day and i'm like i'm getting kind of tired but um i feel like i could do it and then nora talked to me for like 30 seconds and my concentration broke i was like i'm going to sleep now so i need to watch the rest of robocop because it seems fucking good the first like 30 minutes are fucking good (laughs) it's really good um
0: I think Starship Troopers is probably my favorite for Hoven, but I saw it as a kid. I didn't see Robocop till my twenties. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to compete with like a movie you saw on cable eight hundred times. Those are just burned into your soul right. as films. Um but I bet I think Robocop's probably better. Um it's really good. Um Starship Troopers is also a great film.
1: I feel like I end up vaguely resenting a lot of movies I saw a hundred times as a kid, like Oh really? Right. Um, or movies I saw on cable. Like my association with movies on cable is like Shawshank which is a movie I've never really liked But have seen a bunch of times because it was on um,
0: Man I like I don't want to Defend no one Shawshank Redemption does Not need me defending it Period <laughs> but when you Say that I get a little like how dare You <laughs>
1: um, It's you know, the thing about Shawshank is that I have seen all of it. I've seen all of it multiple times. I don't know that I've ever, like, seen it from beginning to end in one sitting, which maybe hurts it a little bit.
0: Yeah, you I've know? seen it a couple times that way. I've read the I've read the short story, like, six times because I was really into King as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my kid movie, my, like, cable movies that are in my brain. Well, there's, like, stuff I had on VHS, like, the Terminator movies, which I watched back to front, like, dozen times hundreds Mm. of times Jurassic Park stuff like that but cable movies it's like Men in Tights the Coneheads movie um um Starship Troopers um Shawshank Redemption was a little older than like my childhood but it's definitely in that like wheelhouse those are the ones that really come to mind Men in Tights like I didn't see another uh Mel Brooks movie for years I saw like Spaceballs a little after like in my late teens and thought it was kind of dumb um And then I saw some of the the more classic ones, and I liked them. But the problem is, he reuses a bunch of jokes, so I'm like, oh, that's that joke from Men in Tights. (laughs) Making every (laughs) one of my comedy friends just pull their hair out.
1: I haven't had cable since, like, 2010. But I remember, like, shortly before, um, like, shortly before we just stopped having cable, like, I saw Gangs of New York on TV once or twice. Damn. And I I remember thinking when I saw it on TV, like, this movie's so long and boring um but then like a couple of years ago i just like sat down and watched gangs of new york without gangs of New York is really
0: good I, when it came out it was like a weird joke like it was like why did he make this long movie nobody wants um, um but i remember really liking it
1: so. yeah when i when i finally like watched it just like this is the thing i'm doing i'm not like you know folding laundry or whatever while i watch it that movie's fucking incredible yeah yeah <laughs> um I, th- I think I just don't like movies like when I'm like half paying attention to them and I don't start at episodes. Weird,
0: and... weird that that would hurt your experience of taking in a film.
1: <laughs> Adam's
0: family movies; those were cable staples. Also oh,
1: those are me. those are ones that I really like seeing on cable. Yeah. Um, or anytime Muppet stuff would be on Disney Channel or ABC. A um, bunch of uh Wayans films like Major Payne
0: and Blank Man really dates me as someone who was born (laughs) in the mid 80s i feel like talking about these is my the ones i just catch on tv Seen like the back half of blank man like a dozen times
1: i think the first time i saw dark man was on tv which makes me wonder why the fuck was was dark man on tv
0: uh cable had so much space to fill is the thing yeah (laughs) and it was it was it was it was like a superhero movie but it was cheap as fuck because it wasn't successful yeah um
1: I love. I, I saw. I
0: saw Spawn about like a dozen times for the exact same reason.
1: Oh God! I forgot they made a Spawn movie. Yeah, I don't know. Have I seen that? I'm gonna look who's in that. Martin
0: one, Sheen's but... the bad guy in that movie. Well, he's like the human bad guy. Uh, the the clown guy is uh, John Leguizamo on his knees the entire film. Um, it's it's like I remember it being fun. It's really cheap and not like <laughs> great.
1: But... Um, yeah, I don't know that I. I don't know that I saw this movie, but I have some memory of like seeing a clip or like being told, "No, you can't see that; it's rated R or something." I don't yeah, know. It's extremely
0: rated R. Yeah, I remember the because I watched the television, the the HBO series because we had HBO when I was a kid. Because uh, it was a cartoon with like swearing and boobs, and I'd never seen that before. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because anime was not, you know, it right. was pre-internet. Um, and Tom that's McCarlan how I got into was the watching. The
1: only guy who knew about anime. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's how I got into watching fucking Dennis Miller, because Dennis Miller was on before Spawn, and I just end up catching shows that air before the show I want to watch. So that's how I was, like, the only 12-year-old in America. That's not true, because Destiny was also into Dennis Miller around the same age, who was really into Dennis Miller Live. (laughs) (laughs) This was before he became, like, politics were different pre-9-11. You know, I didn't know any better. I was a child. Yeah, Um, yeah uh <laughs> we should talk about batman probably <laughs> i
1: i have always just thought of him as a conservative guy is he a guy whose like brain was broken by 9-11
0: so it i think it just revealed growing up it, i i don't have enough com like i don't know enough about where comedy was at and culture was at in the 90s to be able to answer this but at, just looking back at my childhood there was a lot of guys whose whole shtick was like accurately realizing that, like, neoliberalism wasn't evil. And as a kid growing up in the Midwest, it was really easy to, like, glom onto, like... There's, like, the dumb conservative, like, Hicks... And there's the neoliberal guys who are evil in their own way. And I'm going to be the guy who's, like, erudite and no better on top of all of them. And as a kid, you're like, oh, that's the smart, like, other path. And most of those guys, it turned out, were, like, libertarians or went turbo, like, uh, anti-Muslim like Muslim after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a kid, it's easy to see them as, like, kindred spirits because you both recognize the same problem. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's like the Twitter handshake memes of like, you know, uh, reactionaries and leftists shaking hands over liberal, uh, using liberal as like derogatory term or whatever. Right. Um, you just didn't know any better because like you, you weren't seeing like a breadth of comedy. Right. So I don't know. It was very easy to fall into list Like I liked, um, Bill Maher too. This is pre, again, pre 9 11. Like, you know. He did heated did comedy for smart people that wasn't just like a bunch of jokes about your fucking wife or uh, about foreigners. It was about like politics and current events and stuff. It was easy to get roped into that shit.
1: I feel like this is how I feel like this is how like a person like my dad ends up watching Bill Maher cuz like my dad mm-hmm. I don't think actually agrees with Bill's Bill Maher's politics, but he still watches him sometimes cuz I think this is just like holdover shit yeah, from like yeah. oh he was funny in the 90s. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, and then, you know, 9-11 happens, and I'm in high school at that point, and getting, like, more socially aware, and all these people went crazy. Um, <laughs> it cannot be understated how much, like, everyone's decided that, like, you know, is these people who were about, like, how the system was always out to screw everybody was, like, well, except the part where we have to use the system to destroy the Middle East, because they're evil, like, actual evil. Right. Um, and I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> um bad times for american culture yeah and i i, I assume those people coming up five years behind me then got really into like colbert and stuff but th- that was like past my time on caring about this mm-hmm. stuff same gimmick uh, i think he's like by he didn't go crazy in the same way right like he's no not no guys. he's
1: just like i think he's just like bought into the system a little bit yeah you know um mm-hmm. i i watched colbert for a while as a kid um yeah the, I, like the
0: daily shows real blow up was like high school and college where i just didn't have cable anymore and i wasn't watching tv
1: so i think john stewart went mildly crazy but like not in like this same way i think john stewart like went kind of crazy because like he just quit he was like i've been yelling about the same shit for 10 years and nothing's gotten better um, yeah that would drive me crazy <laughs> and now he, he seems to, like, really strongly believe in something, but I can't tell what that is. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, should we talk about Batman? I guess so. Okay. Uh, our episode this week is Joker's Favor, the 22nd episode of Batman the Animated Series. This aired September 11th, never forget, 1992. Uh, written by Paul <laughs> Dini, directed by Boyd Kirkland, uh, animation by Dong Yang Animation Co Limited. Autumn, would you please tell us what happens in Joker's
1: favor? This episode fucking rules. Um, sentence one. Um, We are introduced to Charlie Collins, a guy who's having a bad day, down on his luck. Um, and, you know, the police, like, you know, pull out ahead of him on the highway. And Batman pulls out ahead of him on the highway. And this other car pulls out ahead of him on the highway. And he starts cussing that guy out. Turns out it's the Joker. <laughs> Um, sentence two. Joker is is like, you know, follows this guy to his house and kind of turns him into a plaything and is like, listen, someday I'm gonna call you and you're gonna owe me a favor. Um, and you know, I know where you live. I know what your wife and kids look like. Um, so you better fucking do what I say. Sentence three. Fast forward two years. Um, and uh, Gordon is getting like honored um by some you know local society for recognizing cops the
0: peregrinators club
1: (laughs) whoever the fuck that is
0: (laughs) we'll talk about it i looked i looked up what a peregrinator was i was like like the falcons is like a falconeers club no
1: (laughs) so he is getting honored and joker is like i'm gonna crash this shit and i'm gonna call charlie collins in to help me out because um he's the joker he's crazy this is what he does um charlie is trying to get out of it can't see a way out is like i need to like get batman's attention somehow and he finds a big bat hang glider in this peregrinader society and like uses a crane to wave it around a bunch and bruce (laughs) alfred sees it and is like i think you're wanted (laughs) um so sentence five um batman bursts in saves the day um you know gets gets commissioner gordon free and um you know saves collins collins like runs down the joker in an alley and like you know is holding a stick of dynamite and is like i'm going to kill both of us if you don't promise to like leave my family alone um blah 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 and batman shows up and batman's like he's going to fucking do it i'm not going to stop him um and joker like you know, promises and like throws, like, you know, he has a little book that's like where he was keeping all this information and he throws it away and Charlie reveals that the bomb was just a fake um, and Batman laughs. And that's the end of the episode. Okay, there's a lot here,
0: but the there's main thing, the, one thing I just want to, because it came to mind, just thinking about this right now, um, when Batman makes his distress phase, well, one, Batman thinks this bomb is real but lets it go off anyway. Yeah. He's standing right in front of it. I don't understand what's happening here, but when Batman makes his distressed face, because they animate his, like, eye, like, triangles, he's just making rainbow eyes. Like, that's the distressed Batman eye. And every time <laughs> I see it, it fucks me up. Because <laughs> uh-huh. they just make little distraught frowny faces, but it just ends up looking like like rainbow anime eyes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah,
1: totally. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: um... Uh, batman laughing is uh unsettling i hate it i hate it the the wikipedia the wiki the dcau wiki says this is the only time batman laughs it's like a genuine laugh in the in the entirety of the bat dcau um that
1: like sometimes he laughs sarcastically
0: and sometimes he's like joker gassed but this is the only time he like the the character batman not bruce wayne bruce wayne laughs sometimes the batman laughs and it makes sense because i hate it i fucking hate it
1: <laughs> i if i heard this i would never ask Conway to do it again i'd be like okay yes. you're, t- you're done
0: <laughs> if i was joker and i heard this i'd be like oh i i can't do this anymore i'm gonna be i'm gonna take off the makeup and i'm just gonna be a normal man now
1: mm-hmm. um you, th- there's another big thing to talk about in this episode but in the last scene i i also love joker just being like oh, I know what to do. I'm going to call Batman for help because he's not going to let me die.
0: <laughs> he's not going to let me die. And then Charlie's like, this is what happened. You got to kill the guy. He just makes the like comic book argument, right? Where you got to kill yeah. these guys or else they're going to murder more people. He doesn't say murder because it's a kid's show, but that's mm-hmm. what he means.
1: That's what he means. Um, Batman's ready to just let Joker die. He doesn't care. <laughs> But
0: himself, too. He's ready to die along with Joker in in an explosion.
1: I can only assume he
0: knows the bomb is fake. Um,
1: This doesn't make sense if he doesn't think the bomb is fake. (laughs) Yes.
0: Can't think too hard about this, but it is wild.
1: The two options are he thinks the bomb is fake... Or on any given Tuesday, Batman is like, yeah, I'm ready to die with the Joker. Yeah, only with any
0: other time I'd get rid of the bomb. But if it's me and the Joker right here with this bomb, let's just fucking go. (laughs) Which, you know what? There are versions of Batman that I would accept this from. I don't think it's this one, but hey, you know, I could be wrong.
1: I certainly don't think it's um, this Batman, like, before he's got Nightwing and Robin and Batgirl and, you know, six other people running around. Yeah. Um, Like... (laughs) But yeah.
0: Um in 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 descending order of importance as we go through this episode. Um Renee Montoya should not be wearing a dress. No. She's no. a suit woman.
1: <laughs> butch icon Renee Montoya.
0: And I know that she's been in like two episodes. She's like from this show, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They have not written the part where Renee Montoya is like a butch badass yet, mm-hmm. but that's where she's headed. So it's so fucking weird seeing her in an awful prom dress in this episode. <laughs> Uh, though she immediately falls for Harley Quinn, like because she fucking whacks uh uh Bullock in the shins.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, most important thing in this episode is that Harley Quinn shows up, and she's just immediately Harley Quinn.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that to the end as a bit, okay. but okay, we can talk about Harley okay, Quinn now. Okay, fine. <laughs> Harley Quinn is here. Uh, Paul Dini just wrote this for Arlene Sorkin, the her lady who voices Harley Quinn, because. It's like I just put her in the show, gave her some Joker gimmick, but um, seemingly based on her, just kind of like the voice she did. She's um, God. What did she was like? She's like a comedian. I think right? so.
1: I know the name. She was in Days Sorkin. of Our Lives.
0: Um, she's a screenwriter. I want to say she did some sort of like comedy show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, she also wrote on Tiny Teen Adventures stuff like That's that. Weird. So. Um, I mean, all these people are from Tiny Toons, right? Like, the, there's a Tiny yeah. Toons comic book that one of Joker's goons is reading in this one. Um, huh? You not notice when he's like no. throwing the darts? One of the one of the big guys is saying they're, like reading a Tiny Toon Adventures comic. It's
1: oh, of course, that makes sense. I was yeah. I was thinking that Looney Tunes was Disney for a second. No, that makes sense now. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg presents Tiny Toon Adventures.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think
0: maybe that was. Uh, I think so. Maybe that was just the animaniacs. I don't remember.
1: It's definitely Animaniacs. I feel like Freakazoid has yes. it, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because um, Freakazoid's a spinoff of Animaniacs, I think. I think that's I think sure. that's
1: right. I haven't um, seen Freakazoid since... No,
0: yeah, I haven't watched any of these since the day. I, I was not willing to go back to all of these in my life. Um, but yeah, Harley Quinn's here, and she was just meant to be kind of a one-off. And then uh, because she is like... Paul Dini's, like, DNA was forged in the fires of his parents to create a woman like this. Uh, she stuck around. <laughs> just the just the most Paul Dini woman possible. Yeah. Um, and everyone loved her because she's perfect and good. That's the thing is that she's just good, actually. Yeah. Um, and she just stuck around. Uh, they found the right voice and the right gimmick. She's, like, got a great look. And she sounds fun. And she is fun. Um,
1: I was... Like I knew this episode was great. I remembered this episode being good. I remember this being the introduction of Harley Quinn. I forgot that she's just like here, fully formed. You know? Yeah. Like there's Mont- like a
0: couple weird things. That, like her design's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and she's not a psychiatrist. She's like, oh, I should have gone to beauty school or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but she's but- mostly like entirely here. Yes.
1: Whereas like you know like a character like Montoya, they're still like ironing things out. You know? Yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> Yeah, she's just, she's just wonderful. I love her.
0: <laughs> giving the Joker like a, you know, almost like a screwball comedy, like romantic foil, which is what she isn't for now. And that'll mm-hmm. be complicated by history, but, um, mm-hmm. just makes him seem a little more normal, right? Like where he's like, he's got this, this, this woman who's in love with him that he really doesn't like in the way that like straight <laughs> comedy goes, right? Like he just is yeah. like, oh, she's around. She's useful, but like she's annoying. Um, and it just like, personifies him in a way he desperately needs because this episode is yes. about him being a harried guy m- running across another harried guy and like the space between the two of them not actually being that different without like being banging that drum like um uh killing joke which like goes really hard on th- this idea this does it so much better and doesn't have to like ruin characters to do
1: it <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like i just think that like you can't have, like, a killing joke guy running around in a children's cartoon. And so, like, this is just such a good, like, solution for that problem, you know?
0: Also, like, the Joker being a guy who, like, has a weird girlfriend henchman and, like, is kind of annoyed by her, but she helps in schemes, I think makes the part where he's, like, driving a station wagon and like looming over Charlie in the forest, like more menacing. Like yes. he just feels like he's got more facets to him as he's not just a Looney Tunes guy, right? Yeah. Like. He's he's sometimes just a person, but then when he like his when he's not just like dealing with the shit everyone deals with, uh his default state is like a scary clown who likes to menace guys for the like kicks. Like there's no grandmaster plan, this isn't Joker fish. He just wants to get a favor from this guy. He's the one to terrorize this guy who cut him off in traffic and hold it over him his entire life.
1: <laughs> this is in some ways like the scariest thing that I've seen the Joker do. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Because it is like that thing that's like random, but it's not especially dangerous. Like eventually mm. he's like going to kill Charlie or whatever, but like that's incidental, basically. It's yeah. <laughs> the part where he drove Charlie to go live in the suburbs under an assumed name, like in Ohio. Uh, and didn't seem like he actually would ever like need anything. He's, he's almost like, Oh, I guess I need someone. I've got a couple of people who owe me favors in my book. I'll, I'll just call one of them up. Um, like he, he's, he, he's probably got like done this to like dozens of people just because it amuses him to do so, right? And ruining people's lives for the hell of it.
1: He, um, what was I going to say? Um, the, the, the show doesn't do like a great job at first of like showing you that it's been two years between like this traffic incident and and, like the main thrust of the episode. So at first I think that like within like a couple weeks, uh, Charlie has like moved to Ohio and changed his name. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck? (gasps)
0: <gasps> no it's way more upsetting when uh it's like two years later or whatever yeah yeah um,
1: like that that um that like line when it comes it's like oh wow that would be fucking terrifying <laughs> um this this
0: like uh, this this cartoon's idea of like the idyllic life where he's like Charlie's just, like, this, like, hairy, balding businessman with a bad comb over. But he's he's out there at the picket fence playing football with his son in his, like, gray mm-hmm. sweatsuit. It's mm-hmm. very funny. It feels <laughs> wrong. It feels like they're, like, they put a different dad on top of him for this one scene. It,
1: it feels like it's just very, like, Paul Dini and Proust Tim that, like, you go into the city and it's, like, this Weird mix of the 30s and the 90s, and it's dark and scary, and there's smog everywhere. And then you go out into the suburbs, and it's the f- like fucking Brady Bunch,
0: <laughs> yeah, just
1: immediately. <laughs> it almost feels like a blue velvet type thing, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um,
0: uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just weird because it feels so incongruous. Like in any other show, this guy would just be like like, hate his kids, right? But instead he's, like, living in, like, an insurance commercial. Like, he's just like, I'm gonna play football with my boys and I hope I don't have a heart attack because my cholesterol is high and the Joker wants to kill me. <laughs> um, which is good. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the part where the, part where the police and Batman seemingly drove just past the Joker because he was in a station wagon is very funny.
1: Yeah. Because the- <laughs> as soon as the... um. As soon as the station wagon, like, comes into frame, I'm like, oh, you're right. I remember how this episode goes. Okay. And then, I, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, why did Batman and the police just, like...
0: Blow past just... them?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it must just be because the... they're just like, well, surely he's not driving that. He's going to be driving a big, stupid purple car.
0: <laughs> it's two years ago, Batman. He's not as good at this.
1: <laughs> um... What else? Uh, we get we get we get the introduction
0: of a lot of classic gordon bits in this episode like oh, him yeah. and batman just having a nice chat where yeah. he's like oh they should be giving you an award and he's like i'm just the late shift which is a fucking great line and then he bounces um and he does the disappearing thing and that's when gordon like talks about like oh i hate when he does that like it should be like a recurring gag of gordon being mad that batman bounced out of the conversation i love um
1: that we get the introduction of that bit i also love that like I assumed in this scene, Batman was going to be like, you know, the Joker's on the loose, and I have a lead as to like where he might be planning next or something. No, Batman just tells him to go to this party and then leaves.
0: <laughs> yeah. You should go, Jim. People like the hard work you did. You should let them celebrate you a little bit. You work too hard. <laughs> um so the paracornator's club i looked this up a paracornator is someone who travels a lot so this is the most fake ass rich people's <laughs> club that's ever been <laughs> but i assume they cut a large check to the police department and that's why he fucking shows up
1: because mm-hmm.
0: like mayor hill's there right like that guy fucking sucks hate him yeah
1: yeah um, no this is clearly just like oh rich people like the cops they wanted to throw a banquet anyway let's just yes you know. Oh. Gordon
0: hates cop events like this. He's here to catch criminals and go home to his wife no wife. We never see his wife.
1: No. Um meanwhile, Bullock is like, "You should go. I love getting free food."
0: <laughs> the idea that they wouldn't have this event if Jim didn't go is very funny to me.
1: <laughs> I just like that like it you know, Gordon jokes like, "Oh, I'm just a beat cop," and like he's talking to Bullock in this episode. It's just weird to think about the commissioner of like Gotham City is just like talking to random detectives every day in the hall, <laughs> just, yes, like on a first name basis with Bullock. You know, yeah. <laughs> it feels. I mean, Bullock's like Bullock's, he have like, more Bullock's like one things. of
0: the three. Uh, I guess Montoya's not really a detective yet. Like Bullock's like the the number two guy in the police department, as far as Bullock- we know. <laughs>
1: Bullock is seemingly the only detective that isn't Batman.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, in a city plagued by... That's why they're so plagued by crime. They just don't have enough cops. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne should be writing a check to the police department to hire another detective. Maybe cut crime in half.
1: <laughs>
0: it's very funny. Um, but yeah, they go to this thing and uh, the big cake shows up. I love this that, like... Immediately, uh, Gordon thinks that uh, Hill brought in the cake, the like giant stripper. It's this giant stripper cake. It's got the Joker in it, but mm-hmm. that's basically what happens. She wheels in a giant stripper cake. She does like a whole thing where she's like flirty in a cop uniform, um, and then everyone's poisoned with paralysis gas, which is a, a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought he was just going to kill them, and then I was like, well, he's not going to do that because it's a cartoon, so what the fuck's going to happen? I guess they're all just frozen in place now. <laughs> okay. Yes.
0: Um, but then she runs over and like gives Charlie a gas mask for no good reason. Cause they're going to kill him anyway. I don't know why they bothered to do this. <laughs> Early seeds of the Joker and Harley Quinn not being on the same page. That's not it. That's not
1: why, but <laughs> yeah. Um, they do seem pretty dysfunctional, but you know, yes. Um,
0: also, the Peregrine, Peregrinators Club has a fully functional, like, Egyptian death trap <laughs> temple in it, cause it's like half museum. Very goofy. Love it. I want to know. This shit is like very of its era.
1: I want to know what that Batman hang glider was doing in this museum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? Why does he have this? Um, also, do the citizens of Gotham just know if you throw up a bat sign, Batman's probably gonna show up? Is this like just internalized to the thing everyone does and they need help?
1: <laughs> it must be. It must just yeah. be. <laughs> yeah.
0: I oh guess God. in a world where like the police have a big bat light, they shine up over the city, you would just be like, Well, if I if I need Batman, I need to do that too and hope he notices because that's yeah. what that's how Batman gets summoned. <laughs>
1: That that was the other thing, as I, like, you know, didn't quite remember how this episode goes. I'm like, oh, is he going to, like, try to get to the police station and throw up the bat signal? Like, is that what he's going to try to do? No. I'm just going to find a random hang glider.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) Uh, It works. But, um. I don't know if I have a ton else for this episode. No, no, no. But it's yeah. good. This it's is just like really a good,
0: good... Like, it hits all the noir bits the show does really good about just like a harangued guy who sucks. Um, but also, it's like the first time the Joker's just been really good in one of these episodes.
1: Yeah, um, I think so too.
0: Um, and we get Harley Quinn, who, you know, honestly, the biggest thing that comes out of this show. Uh, like, there's just no argument about that. Yeah. So,
1: Yeah. Like... It's Harley Quinn, and then secondary to that is that like this is everybody's favorite incarnation of Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are there are characters on the Justice League that are less popular than Harley Quinn. A oh, lot of wow. them, probably <laughs> most of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I was looking at a list of Funkos today, and um, there is a Harley Quinn Funko that came out before any Superman Funkos came out. So you know.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, you know. I want to read, like, a... Okay, this is for the audience, I guess. Maybe someone knows. Is there a Harley Quinn book that's, like, not the worst thing in the world that you would point people to? Because there was that one, that, like, the New 52 one, I, like, looked a couple issues of, and it felt... It was either, like, super, like, like horny for Harley Quinn in, like, a, oh, she's, like, my goth GF kind of way. Or it was, like, fake Deadpool. And I don't really want either of those things. So if you've got a, a thing that's not those, but it's not, it's not like, mad love, because I read that. Um, yeah. Hit me out.
1: <laughs> I feel like, because um, I feel like there was a point where she got really popular and DC didn't quite know what to do with her, and they didn't quite yes. know what to do with the Suicide Squad either, and so she just became like the Suicide Squad Deadpool person. Um it yeah, feels like she's was, in a better place now as a character. Um
0: Yeah, I remember that bit in like the thing is the new 52 run where they were doing like a cover contest about like draw Harley Quinn like slitting her wrist in the bathtub or some stupid shit like that. Um I don't oh, think I'm making that up. No, I think this? you're right.
1: I vaguely remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn cover contest. I'm I'm not going to google the other thing. <laughs> uh, yeah Yeah, you know. DC Comics a... holds Harley Quinn drawing contest with suicide scenarios. Um, this yes, is in yes. Twenty thirteen. Um, DC Comics yeah, there's, is there's... in hot water over a recent contest asking permis- participants to draw an illustration of Harley Quinn seemingly about to commit suicide while naked.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I didn't fucking make this up. This sounds outrageous, but no, this is just what happened. Um, I hate it. I...
1: You know, Dan Dedio still works at that company. Eddie Berganza still works at that company. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or Does he? I thought they recent. got rid of him. I think maybe they got rid of him. Um, I
0: don't follow DC minutes to minute because it's too yeah. fucking depressing.
1: Yeah. Not before they got rid of Karen Berger. Um, but, you know, or Berger. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. They got rid of him in 2017.
1: Okay. So, like, long after they should have. Yeah, yeah, no.
0: This was an open secret. This wasn't even a secret. This was an open thing I knew about when I was on, like, fucking comics Tumblr in, like, 2010.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody knew. Even me, who didn't go to cons, knew.
0: Yeah. No, I've never been to a con in my life. Uh, Yeah, I knew about this shit. Yeah. (sighs) Um, It's bad. Um, Anyway, yeah, if you've got good Harley Quinn Rex, let me know, because, um... That show's not coming back anytime soon, and I I would like more Harley Quinn content in my life. And uh, while she's be she'll be all over this show, she's not like a major character, you know. Can um, I
1: that's... can I read you a really bad sentence from this article? Yeah, sure. Oh, uh-huh. DC Comics announced the contest on Thursday, September fifth, just three days before the start of National Suicide Prevention Week. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: fucking sucks yeah yeah That that's it I, I i remember the comics either being like stuff like that where they're like you know um someone had heard of suicides girls but hadn't actually looked at it and was trying to do that shit or <sighs> deadpool but dc and i don't want like like i read one of the i think i've read a couple of those issues like the deadpooly stuff where she had like a whole gang of miscreants and it's just a little, a little too wacky for me not really my speed um i don't know but i'll take it i'll take uh any recommendations people have uh, anything else? No, I think we're okay. Uh, um, next time we are watching Vendetta, um, which is the Killer Croc introduction episode. Oh, which neat. I'm excited for. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Bullock in this, if I remember correctly. So that's exciting.
1: Um, um where can people find you online?
0: You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore Bing. you can check out all of my podcasts at abnormal mapping.com. Uh, abnormal mappings our game club. We're getting close to recording our episode on moon. Uh, the RPG, it's got a whole subtitle. I don't remember what it is. Um, but that's going to be fun. I think it's like an RPG adventure or something like that. And I'm looking forward to that. Check out Reptory screenings, our movie club podcast. If you'd like to listen to me, Jackson and destiny talk about movies, we will just put out our episode on punishment park. Um, either the day this comes out if you're on the patreon feed or the day after i have a blockbusters to put up check out our patreon patreon slash normal mapping um for five dollars do blockbusters every month where we watch a movie we're gonna and like break it down we try to do like what is the ideology of screenwriters and directors when they make films in that one um we're gonna watch uh miss Congeniality, which is a movie i fucking love i'm excited to do that t- two days um so that's it for me
1: i listened to the last abnormal normal mapping and i think Until just now, I thought you, for some reason, you were doing to the moon, not moon.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah. The Moon is like a, it's yeah. like a Japanese PlayStation RPG that like influenced the indie RPG scene and stuff like uh, Yumi Nikki or Undertale and Minute, uh, half minute hero. All these things are like built out of the inspiration that like Moon laid the groundwork for. Uh, mm-hmm. It like doesn't have combat and it's more about like going around and like doing like deeds for the people in the town and stuff. It's really cool. I'm like halfway in and I've really enjoyed it. So
1: it seems neat. I just um. It seems a lot more interesting than To the Moon. Yeah, I just, for some reason, I played To
0: the Moon, but we would never do an abnormal (laughs)
1: mapping on that game. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Atomal underscore coffee. You can find, um, if you go to exportaud.io, there's got a list of all the podcasts there. That's also the Patreon where you can um, give us a dollar a month to um, get access to podcasts early. Um... Or you can give us $5 a month to hear Pop Town Funk, a podcast where Nora and I are rolling random Funkos and going to have to, like, watch movies or shows or video games or whatever that, you know, inspired those Funkos, which I feel like means a lot of MCU shit for our future. But uh, I pitched
0: I pitched on Bag End a solution to the MCU shit, which Um, is. If you pull a, 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 like a Spider-Man or Captain America or any of the MCU characters, you should find a thing that they are in that is not an MCU film. You should watch like that 90s Captain America movie. You should watch an episode of a Spider-Man cartoon. You could be well fed with shit that is not the MCU movies that you've you've already seen most, like, enough of them. Everyone mm-hmm. who watches them, watches them. Everyone who doesn't watch them hates them, and they all know why and uh, don't like them. It, it's not fun for anybody. I love them, like, just the part where it's kind of fun when podcast hosts suffer. But, like, I think it'd be more interesting if you had to watch, like, the Corman uh, Marvel movies from the 90s, because I don't know anything about those.
1: Um, I think you might be right. I'm worried that listeners would, you know, just... I know that people love... When we're haters, you know, that drives um, the engagement. <laughs>
0: I mean, you. the thing is, I think, like, once you cover one Marvel movie, you will have run out of things to say about the entire slate of Marvel Studios mm-hmm. Cinema.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So you just don't want to do that eight times, right? Like, that's miserable. Yeah. No one wants yeah. that.
1: No one wants that. We should... Do, Everyone we should... who's... We should do one or two MCU movies, but we should try to just do the stuff that neither of us have seen, or at least yeah. that one of us hasn't seen. Um.
0: Listeners, you've got to show up for the podcast when they're not just dumping on a popular thing, because it <laughs> sucks to do. I don't like doing it as like a podcaster. I don't like doing it. I don't particularly like listening to it. It's like easy. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. You get spicy, you know, it like feeds the part of your brain that's like, I don't like that thing. And this person doesn't like that thing. And we don't like that thing together, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not good for you. It's not good for the, the anyone who's doing it. It's not good for the culture. We all know it sucks. We know why it sucks. We don't need to go over it again. Yeah. This is, this is my wish, uh, in, in this holiday season, listen to people like things. Yeah. Um, or not like things more interestingly than like, we know Disney sucks. Fuck it. I don't want to give Disney my attention. <laughs> They're not worth it.
1: They're not. They're just not. Like, I just don't, I just don't care about most Disney movies. That's the thing is I just don't care. you
0: Yeah um anyway this podcast you can find on the export audio network if you go to export you can get it uh, a week early for a dollar you should do that if you uh would want the free feed that's at export slash batman uh show that one to your friends get them into this podcast i think it's good apparently we're just gonna do 20 minutes of like voip slash export content at the beginning of every episode <laughs> now so it's gonna get real fun for me i like that uh we moved recording to friday night so like i'm much like healthier in terms of like mental state to record a podcast so it's great
1: um for a and, while uh, i was like i have to read batman comics so we have something to do in segment one and now apparently i'm just gonna bring up hunter hunter and parasite even whatever the fuck else totally is fine. i don't mind it's great <laughs> it's um,
0: great so uh, yeah and those will come out the week after the patreon feed so uh, that's it we'll be back next time until then back